Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Together, Ira Levin and Julia Bordenero Levin, sometimes along with other artists, are the Levins, a weaving of beautiful music, harmonies, and lyrics. Ira is our Song of the Soul guest today, and he comes from rich Jewish ground, and he avidly and extensively draws on mysticism from around the world. Ira and Julia have performed children's music as Uncle I and Ms. Melody, and Kirtan music with Mirabai Moon, among others. Their songs are joyful, reflective, entrancing, accessible, and stunning, all the more so because of their precious content. After all, their goal is upliftment, and I think that's what you'll experience as Ira Scott Levin joins me by phone from somewhere out in New York. Ira, what a joy to have you here today for Song of the Soul. It's a joy to be here with you, Mark. You need to straighten something out for me. At one point, I figured if I'm talking to the Levins, I would be speaking to people over in California, and I know you had a lot of activity around there, but somehow you seem to be over on the East Coast. Could you explain this to me? Yes. Julia and I started the Levins. We were in California. And we decided that we were going to play music full-time. So we decided to leave our comfort zones and move east. We had an opportunity to have a lower overhead than we had in California. And we were told by our friends that there was a lot of support for live music out on the East Coast. And we have found that to be true. So we moved out here in 2011, and we've been playing full-time ever since. Where specifically are you living in the east? Right now we're in a place called Valley Cottage, which is just north of Nyack right over the Tappan Zee Bridge, just about 45 minutes from Manhattan. I am very interested in your spiritual background. I know there's obviously a strong Jewish element there, but the concerts you've performed, I was looking through your upcoming schedule and seeing here at a Unity Church, here at a folk festival, here at a Unitarian Universalist Church, on and on. Uh, the Parliament of World Religions is one of the place. So... It's very clear that spiritual ground is where you grow. I'm kind of wondering about that transition. You said 2011 when you moved from California over there. Usually you're planted and grow in a spiritual environment, and you had to transition that. How did that go? It's been going very well. I feel like Julie and I strive to be the bridge between communities, and that is both spiritually and musically. Because I feel like having a strong Jewish roots, strong Jewish background has, you know, when I grew up, I didn't appreciate it, what shall we say, as a, as a kid. And then I think in like 1999, I went to a Jewish songwriters camp in Wisconsin. That was an amazing, heart-opening experience. There's like 200 people singing in like 
what seems like eight part harmony and it just kind of hit me as like oh wow this isn't just what i was initially shown this is this goes back a long time and it's just very in depth and it kind of felt it in my dna and in my heart and so i was like what i realized was when i started to branch out because i've always been interested in the mystic branches across the board so to speak and especially when i was out of college i really started to study and delve into different things like bhagavad gita and patanjali and different things like that realizing that there's such great depth in judaism and it's not always it's almost like you have to dig for it it's like there's almost this kind of a thing that says oh well yeah there's a lot of depth here but if you don't dig for it, it's not necessarily going to be shown to you. There was a rabbi who said, you know, if I had known what was in Judaism, I wouldn't have had to have become a Buddhist. And, <laughs> you know, I think that, that <laughs> you know, so as you go into it, and I, you know, like I found a lot of the depth, not only from the study, but from the stories, because I sing in a lot of different, for families as well. And, you know, when you start to tell the stories, there's a lot of depth in there. There's a lot of beauty. And Julie and I have really strived to be, again, that bridge between communities and try to be inclusive with the music rather than exclusive. So even our first album, which was called 36, which is about the, based on the, like the Lamed Vavniks, who are, it's a legend of these 36 anonymous beings who are keeping the world in balance silently not for ego and not for status, but just to, you know, out of benevolence. We started with that, but even that, we really went into the language of it to try to make it inclusive to invite people in as opposed to saying, well, this is what we're about and, you know, everybody else is outside. And so I think part of that is just the recognition that there's so much truth in every tradition. And if you really, sometimes again, like the Judaism, you really have to delve into it. And if you're just looking at the surface of people's reactivity, if you see the fundamental reactionism, then you sometimes feel like this isn't great. But if you really go into the depth of it, there's such great beauty. And there's always somebody who's trying to be inclusive and heal the planet. Among them are the Levins. Now that's both you, Ira, and your wife, Julia. Let's get started with some of your music right away. Which song would you care to share first? I think Caravan of Dawn is our newest album, and that's a, a title track. And why Caravan of Dawn? Where did it come from? I don't know how you and Julia divide up the songwriting duties. We go at it together. It's a dynamic process. We work on stuff together, and we go back and forth. And when Julia, it really says, oh, yeah, this is good, then I know it, that it's done. <laughs> <laughs> or when she says, oh, this song is in my head, it's like, okay, then it's actually done the work. <laughs> Yeah, the Caravan of Dawn is, is also, again, in that same theme. It's that idea of, like, the dawn is constantly bringing light, and then if you're on the other side, then you think, you know, that it's dark, but then the dawn is coming. And, you know, throughout history, if you look, there's always been, whether it's the mystics or the Quakers or other people who are dedicating themselves to bringing in light wherever they go. And so when you're doing that in your own life, trying to make it better for other people around you and you're bringing in light, you recognize that you're walking side by side with people who from different times and different parts of the world. There are people who are always doing that work. And again, if you're just watching the news, you're not really getting that. You can feel like we've all kind of just become really selfish and mean and greedy. But I think that there are always people who are doing selfless work and trying to bring love into the world. And that's what Iris Scott Levin and Julia do through their music as the Levins. And this is their song off their 2019 release, Caravan of Dawn.
title track of the Levin's 2019 release, Caravan of Dawn, and I have Ira Levin with me here today for Song of the Soul. Beauty has claimed you. I was wondering where that language comes from. I actually have uh, considerable interest in Judaism, in part because I'm an international folk dancer and Israeli dances are my favorite. So I end up singing along with a lot of songs. Oh, cool. But, you know, I learned how to pray, you know, Baruch Atah Adonai and everything. I've had considerable interest, but beauty has claimed you. Feels like it comes from a verbalization of that spirit from other traditions. Where do you get that? You know, I think that was partly inspired by Lao Tzu. I think in the last 10 years, there was a, another publication that was put out that was not the Tao Te Ching, but it was a later writing by Lao Tzu. The Hua Hu Ching, it's H-U-A-H-U-C-H-I-N-G, and it's the complete works of Lao Tzu. I remember reading that book, and then I was just inspired by that, and that was the germination for that chorus, and then we went on from there. Well, it's a beautiful song, and what makes your music, the Levin's music, so powerful, particularly for me, is the vocals that the two of you do together. Julia and you just seem to have the sweet spot on that. I, I think of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, the kind of harmonies that are so captivating. What were your influences to get to this vocal area? Well, first of all, thank you. I'm <laughs> honored by that. You know, Julia and I had different musical backgrounds. I think I was growing up, it was my mom played a lot of Broadway. I and my dad played a lot of classical and then I got into rock and roll, and Julia was listening to Mary McPartland and Rosemary Clooney and, and a lot of jazz and early Baroque music as well. And where we met was the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, you know, the folk rock scene. And so, yeah, so I'm going to Garfunkel. But these days we like groups like Iron and & Wine and Fleet Foxes. Also, again, for those, especially like Fleet Foxes for their harmonies as well. And a lot of that, Julia's just like a master as far as the harmonies are concerned. She just has this amazing year. And she had traveled with a, uh, an acapella group called Vocalo, and they were traveling around the world. And it started as six singers and went down to four, but they were, she really doing a lot of harmony work with them. And she brings that into what we do. One of the things in trying to research a little bit about you, because you know, I'd never met you, hadn't heard about you before one of your CDs arrived at my door, I went back and, you know, from your website, I had the idea that maybe you had five CDs out there. But then I found out about Hippo on My Head, The Sultan of Time, <laughs> Hyperactive Talking Cows, and so on. I mean, there's a lot going on here. I mean, and that's for you. And Julia's got her own pedigree coming in there. So I'm just curious why you don't have more of those linked on your website. Is there a reason that <laughs> Hyperactive Talking Cows is not linked on your site? Well, it will be. You know, the main thing is it's interesting because when we were in California, Julia and I, I was doing children's music. I was actually in a band called Comfy Chair, and we were playing slam swing and vaudevillian rock. And then at the same time, I was doing a lot of children's music. I did a thing on PBS, and we were putting together this Uncle I show, and that's when I met Julia, and she joined in on that. And we were doing a lot of children's music at that time. So I had already put out Hippo in my head when I met Julia. <laughs> and then we did Hyperactive Talking Cows together. And then when we came out here, we shifted more towards what we were doing as the Levins. You know, I think humor is always a 
great healing thing for the soul. And so the Uncle I stuff was pretty, you know, like not for nap time, I think was one of the reviews from Parents Press. <laughs> for on my head, you know. It was definitely not for nap time. It was kind of a, you know, wild. It was, you know, it's the wild side. And I think it's interesting because as a songwriter, either I've always been drawn to write spiritual music or really wild and nutty, you know, wild music. So when I was in Comfy Chair, that would come out. And when I was doing Uncle I, that definitely came out. And, you know, what we've been really focusing since we've been out here in the East is the Levin's music and that harmony-driven music that's promoting harmony and also features the vocal harmonies. I do have to mention, though, since you moved out to the coast, 2011, in 2002, you released a single called Raise Your Glass to Charles Dickens. Which tradition is that from? Is that your spiritual tradition showing through there? That's from the what we call the Levins Get Sidetracked series. (laughs) You know, again, as writers, the through line is always the upliftment of the human spirit. So Charles Dickens is a great pioneer for writing, especially being an advocate for the poor and the downtrodden they oppress. And the chorus of that song is, the rich, the poor, they rise, they fall, there's hope for us all. So raise your glass to Charles Dickens. He's one of those people that also promotes the uplifting of the human spirit. So even in our, like, we have a song about cereal, we have a song called More Yiddish. I mean, but these are not really on any album. They're just part of the Levinsky Sidetrack series, because humor is a part of what we do as well. Well, before we get too far sidetracked, let's go to another song. What do you share next? We're going to play something off of our My Friend Hafez album, The Dropping Keys. That album is inspired by the Sufi poetry of Hafez of Shiraz, who lived 100 years after Rumi. Hafez is just a renowned poet in most parts of the world, especially in the East, but has only started to become popular in America, mainly due to some renditions of the poetry by Daniel Ladinsky in his book, The Gift, and several other books that he has done. And the result was an album called My Friend Hafez. And since then, we've actually did a full-scale production of this album with a circus troupe out in San Francisco and a Broadway director, and there was a wonderful projection artist. So the play we did was a full-scale production. It was a play and a circus and a concert all in one with multimedia and the themes were overcoming shame and forgiveness allowing yourself to become immersed in a loving space so this is a song off that and dropping keys i'm still not quite sure i think that there's something from the middle east that this practice of dropping keys i'm not sure what that is so the poem is really was something along the lines of you know the small-minded man will lock up everyone he knows But the sage ducks his head when the moon is low, and all night long he's dropping keys to the beautiful prisoners at his knees. All those beautiful rowdy prisoners must be freed. So it's really about the poetry and music liberating people who have become imprisoned by tyranny and small-mindedness. Okay, so these are metaphorical keys, maybe. I I have a problem because I tend to sing in multiple keys. That's why I say when I lose which key I'm in. But <laughs> well, that's a, <laughs> that's a different kind of dropping keys, dropping you know. Keys. You know, if something is too high, yeah, you want to drop a couple <laughs> keys. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful song, as you can hear right now, these drums leading in. I encourage you to dance as you listen to Dropping Keys from my friend Hafez by the Levins. I am one of many I 
Centuries from Hafez. It's the song Dropping Keys done by the Levins, thanks to Hafez of Shiraz. And you do an excellent job of channeling, again, the translation of that poetry from Hafez. Are you actually well-read in that kind of poetry? I, I get the idea that you are really well-read in the spiritual world. Well, as my friend used to say, you know, what are you going <laughs> to be a know-it-all? So it, when, in comparison with what there is to know, 
I know nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I do love to read, and I do love to immerse myself in, in different. There's just so much great beauty, and and it is. It's like a treasure hunt always to to find stuff. And there are many wonderful renditions of Hafez poetry, and they are difficult to translate into English. You know, the people in Persia are very enamored of Hafez, and some people do get upset, you know, with the renditions because. You know, it would be like reading Shakespeare in a different language and then just kind of, you know, in the way that we do, we sometimes, you know, there'll be renditions of Shakespeare in modern idiom. So, you know, if you're a purist, that's going to be upsetting to you. But it's difficult to translate that. And sometimes to get something to the essence of something is so great. Joanna Macy did a, a, recently a great rendition of Rilke's Book of the Hours. It's just so beautiful. So, I mean, sometimes when you get a different translation, it can really bring that poetry home to you. So, yeah, to answer your question, I do, like, continue to research and to read, especially spiritual writings. We're going to learn more about Ira Levin in just a moment, but I want to remind you folks, you're listening to Song of the Soul, our website, northernspiritradio.org, where you'll find about 14 years of our programs, free listening download, links to our guests. And for instance, if you want to track down the Levins, you want to go to the Levins Music Dot com. It's important to have that music in there because if you stop short of that, you'll go off to China or somewhere. The Levinsmusic.com. But see, those links are all on NorthernSpiritRadio.org along with the stations where we're broadcast across the country, some 41 of them at this point. And there's also a place to post comments. We do love comments. And so come to the website, listen, and then post a comment about the program and rate it and help other people know what you're thinking. There's also a donate button. This is full-time work supported exclusively by your donations, not by government and not by corporations. It's because you, the listener, want to see it continue. These programs go out via community radio across the country. And so the first thing I actually want you to do is support your local community radio. We've got such great stations broadcasting locally, feeling the heart and pulse of the community and putting it out over the radio waves. So start by supporting them. Again, this is Song of the Soul, and my guest is Ira Scott Levin. He is one half of the Levins, although uh, I guess there's other people who perform with you as well. It's anywhere from two to five of you, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. We'd like to play with Mark Dan, who is also was the engineer for our uh, last two albums. He plays an amazing bass and a baritone guitar, and then when he's off on the road, like, for example, this weekend we're playing a show with Pat Falco and Chris Marshak on bass and, and drums. So sometimes we do love to play with other musicians, and Sean Dixon sometimes sits in with us on percussion. We had the opportunity of working with an amazing cello player out of Austin for this last album called Dear G. Child, who calls herself the Grateful Cellist, and she's incredible. And who was the drums on Dropping Keys? Who's doing that great drum lead-in? That song was recorded in California. So that was Aharon Wheels Bolsta on the percussion, and he's an amazing musician, and he plays tabla and incredible percussion. It was so beautiful. And as I said, it's actually pretty danceable, too, which I don't think of most of your tunes as being dance music. We occasionally will step up to the plate on the dance music. Well, let's mention again, you mentioned it in passing, but I'd like to say more about Serial Days. Back in 2012, that's a single you released. That's one of those off-topic type songs that you made, tribute to the golden age of Serial. What was your favorite purveyor of sugar? 
you know, I think as a kid it was Captain Crunch, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Golden Grams was always, you know, up there on the top and Cocoa Puffs. You know. But, uh, you know, what Julie and I used to do in California is we used to have cereal parties. We'd invite our friends to come over the house with their favorite childhood cereal and a, one of their favorite childhood cartoons. And we would have refreshments and we would all sit around and eat cereal, with, you know, <laughs> the array of milks and soy milks and coconut milks and, and watch cartoons until we, you know, crash from the sugar. And then we sometimes take a nap and then start again. I'm glad that you mentioned that because, of course, not having known you before, I didn't know that you would do that kind of thing. But when I saw on the Sultan of Time, your song Floating on a Fruit Loop, I figured <laughs> there was some kind of a cereal fixation going on there. <laughs> Yes, I think especially back then it was uh, it was good. Although you know, it is. I mean, it's, it's hilarious when you see you know the new cereal saying made with real sugar, you know, <laughs> as opposed to the corn syrup. But so I think that you know you're in trouble. <laughs> Let's go on to another sign of joy by listening to another of your songs. How about "Child in Space" from our Trust album? First song that we heard is from your new release, Caravan of Dawn, and then we heard Dropping Keys, which is from my friend Hafez, and now Child in Space from Trust. Child in Space, I grew up uh, at the time that Lost in Space was popular. Take the boy! Take the boy! <laughs> yes. Danger Will Robinson. But actually, as soon as I saw the name Child in Space, I thought of 2001 Space Odyssey, which ends with the cosmic child. Yes, of course. Where did this come from for you? Well, certainly the 2001 imagery came into it. And this was also inspired by, I think it was an article I was reading by the Dalai Lama. It was about how that line, while the left hand wrestles with the right, the belly goes hungry and the eyes shut tight. I think that was inspired by some of the things that the Dalai Lama was saying. And it's essentially, you know, while we're having our divisions between each other, you know, there's a lot of suffering that goes on. So it's the idea that we're all one body, one heart, one race. We're all together here on the planet. And to be able to recognize that first and foremost will allow us to lean in to each other a little closer and try to bridge the gap. And folks, let's listen to that in musical form. Child in Space is from Trust by the Levins. Their website, thelevinsmusic.com. Here is Child in Space. Great divide, our tears would be 
privilege of having Ira Scott Levin here today for Song of the Soul, Child in Space is the Song, the album Trust. That was released back in 2015. Caravan of Dawn was just released this year. My favorite line actually from that one, Ira, is tears would become nourishment and heal us from inside. Most of your song is not dance music and except for maybe your children's stuff it's not typically frenetic how familiar are you with tears is that something that that you know from the inside well i think that all of us deal with grieving at some point in our lives i feel like it's it's a cleansing it is it's a cleansing and it's also it builds empathy and compassion yes i have known tears and recently i lost my father and i one of the first things that I thought of when I was getting the news was just how grateful I was to be able to have him in my life and for us as a family to have been together for so long. And we all risk getting hurt, especially in love, and it's really the only way to go in the end because, you know, unless we have these, it's the connections that we have with each other are really the essence of life and they're the most important thing. So when we recognize that loss, you know, we recognize that the person is inside us and that we are now carrying that person with us. And so sometimes it's a physical loss and sometimes it's just the end of a chapter. You know, you move on in life when we move to the East and we left, you know, our friends behind. Of course, we would see them again. There's a lot of beauty and sadness in life. And I think that that's part of with trust and with a lot of the work that we're doing, we're not trying to gloss over the suffering of life, but to acknowledge the depth of life and its ups and downs, but still make the choice to bring as much relief and love as we can into our interactions. Anybody who's listened to your music knows that it is about upliftment. 
people will exit from your concerts, from your performances, by going away with a little bit of more light shining in their hearts. And in some cases, some people will fear that they won't be allowed to grieve because, you know, if we're so busy looking on the sunny side, then what about the darkness that captures us in those dark hours of the night? Again, your music, as I've encountered it, has been mostly positive, sometimes a little bit zany, particularly when you get with kids. But mostly, I don't hear you have any songs that I would play while I'm trying to cry in my beer. And I, by the way, I don't drink beer, so, <laughs> so it won't be a loss for me. <laughs> we do have a song on the new album called Sorrow Inside Joy, Joy Inside Sorrow. And it's, yeah, it's about the grieving process. And, you know, it, it is about the transformation of recognizing that, you know, you're going through this grief, but you're going through it. You're not sitting in that sorrow, but you are recognizing how grateful you are to have had that person in your life and that you are again. There's a, a line in there that says, I, I cried because I lost you. I, I lived because I loved you. I laughed because I knew you. I'm vast because you were with me. So, you know, I think we too tend to have more uplifting, happier songs. But again, we try to come from a place that's not just glossing over people's suffering. We like to acknowledge that in all of our albums, really. There's at least one or two songs that are addressing that. But the overall effect is that if we have a choice in the matter, we're still choosing love and choosing to be benevolent and see the brighter side of things. Because yeah, I think really where your focus is on is where your reality is. And so when you're there for each other and we're crying in our proverbial beer, you know, we want to be able to listen to each other. We want to be able to be there for each other. But we also want to allow space for healing. And sometimes I think that too much sympathy is not really the same as empathy. I think sympathy can kind of keep us in a dark space, whereas empathy is allowing you to have your process, whatever that is, and to have the space to keep moving into the broader side of your being. As you can tell, folks, Ira Levin speaks deeply and with knowledge of, of what he's speaking of. The Levins perform in many settings, and I just would encourage you to go to their website, thelevinsmusic.com. Of course, the link's on nordenspiritradio.org. You'll find their schedule. So I, I was looking ahead, and I was seeing that they're performing at coffee houses and at folk festivals and for Shabbat at Unitarian Universalists, Unity. There's just any number of communities and spiritualities that they're conversant with and can speak to through their music. So please go to thelevinsmusic.com and follow that schedule. Thank you, Mark. And keep enjoying Northern Spirit Radio. Northern Spirit Radio is a place to be. And we need some more music before the hour runs out. It happens way too fast. What's next? So I think we should play something else off of Trust. The song is called I Am Here. The chorus of this is, I am here and I am needed. I will stand up and be greeted by what comes my way. I will fill my day with love. The story behind the song was that Julie and I were playing at a camp for kids with cancer. It was called Camp Casey. It was a beautiful place where the parents got a, a week off and they had nurses in the camp. And the kids just got a chance to just be kids, you know, and to have, you know, fun and sing. And we were taking a nap and my friend called me and 
I woke up out of the sleep and he said, hey, you know, I want you to write a song about your fears and the dark process that you go through because all of us are going through that and we'd like to be able to see that you're going through it as well. And because we were coming out of a sleepy state, uh, we started to write the song without censoring ourselves. And so it kind of just that was automatic writing and it was almost like a gift at that point of just saying, okay, well, if you're being honest and vulnerable, then this will come through. As Brene Brown has shown us, you know, like vulnerability is where it's at in terms of strength. (laughs) So this is a song about being vulnerable, recognizing what you're struggling with, recognizing your own fears and your own values to be able to come to a place of strength and recognize what it is that you have to give. And the song is I Am Here by the Levins. It's so isolating to ride upon this cycle with the fear of being with my anger on parade Saying that I have no time I limit my lucidity Coming at it to validity Take myself out of my prime I have time I have time If I step out of the story And be greeted. I am here and I am needed. 
I will stand up and be greeted. I am here and I am needed. I will stand up and be greeted. With listening to Northern Spirit Radio, Song of the Soul, and the song was I Am Here by the Levins. And that was Ira Levin coming back in. That's the first time we've ever done that on air. Thank you so much, Ira. We've innovated today. <laughs> Indeed. My father was a radio man, so it was, it's always fun to get to do that. <laughs> love, love, and love. And you, when you said what the chorus was, it was you mentioned love only once, but I think it's at least four times every time that you mention it, which is incorrect proportion, I think. <laughs> Got to get it in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wanted to mention a few other things. As I was looking around your website, I noticed Coffee My Love, which is on Barely Contained. That's a different kind of a song. I don't happen to drink coffee, and no beer and no coffee, so I'm really a boring guy. You're probably a lot more even-keeled than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> Are you caffeine-fueled? You know, I, I have cut back on my caffeination, but I still do enjoy it in the morning, so... You know, that song, that album, uh, Barely Contained, was an EP, and that's what we called our Mamas and the Papas Having Coffee with Cole Porter phase. <laughs> um, and it was just a, it's like a flavor that we uh, indulged in. And it was, that was a lot of fun. We did a, a nice version of Blue Skies, Irving Berlin's Blue Skies on that album. And we came from a great coffee culture in San Francisco, Berkeley area. You know, there's great attention to coffee and different roasters and things like that. So, we definitely got into that, and when we came out east, you know, we thought, yeah, it would be good to have a coffee song. Actually, I think we wrote, yeah, we did write that before we left, so that fell from our coffee days, so to speak. And I wanted to mention a little bit about some more of the recordings you've been featured in and been part of. You originally were performing with T. Hollenbeck, and at one point Julia was performing with T. and a band called Thread. Those are all part of the genealogy of the music here. You and Julia are featured in three songs on The Bridge to Where You Are, Mirror by Moon, 2015, Mystical Kirtan album. Could you mention a little bit about that album? Yeah, Mirabai was a friend of ours uh, from here in the East. Yeah, we've been friends with her for a while, and she really just went for it. She just went on the road and has been just doing amazing, like she's been just traveling around. But she asked us to sing on her album. This was her first Kirtan album, and we were delighted to be a part of that. So we got to sing on three songs in that. In fact, we had other friends that are from the folk circle. The Friction Farm was down in Florida, and said, you know, we're in this campsite in Florida, and we just met Mirabai Moon, and we found out about that you were on this album, you know. So it is interesting when the circles converge. 
but uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great pleasure to be on that album as well. And so I haven't nearly exhausted the music of Ira Levin and of Julia as well. Madlik Oti, I don't know if that's correctly pronounced. Madlik Oti. Yeah, that was our first album together, really. It was the solo EP, but that was really, Julia's is on that album as well as T. Hallenbeck, who is an amazing cello player, an incredible, beautiful being. And we, yes, that was a Jewish EP, Madlik Oti in Hebrew, really essentially means light my fire, and it also means rock my soul, I think, is the other translation of that. A light my fire. This is one of the Doors songs, you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, I was a big Doors fan as well. So, Folks, you want to go to the website, thelevinsmusic.com, the links on nordenspiritradio.org. I'll try and link up as much of this as I can. I'll certainly link to their site. We need one more, though, to go out on. What can we finish with, Ira? I think we'd like to end on a brighter note, so we're going to have the Brighter Day from Caravan of Dawn, the new album. This is a song that is about just shifting that perspective. We originally were inspired by the song. We were just come into a new collective of songwriters that we were singing with here in the Hudson Valley. Everybody was in this room. We were all singing. It was just a popular song, but everybody was just singing along. And just that feeling, whenever you're in a room with people who are just singing, there's just such a palpable connection of human spirit and hope. And this is Pete Seeger's, you know, what would have been his 100th birthday. So I believe we were actually, it might have been a Pete Seeger song that we were all singing that day. So it's just that feeling of, you know, like when you're going from town to town and you're meeting people, you see that people are doing a lot of good things. And if you're just watching the news, you can really let fear dictate your reality. And I feel like you can either choose fear or choose love. And by choosing love, you really get to see oh, just how great people can be. And, and it does just that slight shift of perspective that even when you're having a really bad day can bring you back. So we have this final opportunity for Ira Levin and the Levins, along with Julia, his wife. Julia Bordenero and Ira Levin, the Levin. Julia Bordenero, I should say that too. And and we had the choice, by the way, Ira, of either having you or Julia visit here today, because when I get a song of the soul, it's really your soul that I'm trying to channel right now, not Julia's. And I don't know, man. If you'd channel Julia's soul, anything could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I want Julia to laugh loudly in the background so that we know that she's there. <laughs> you want to give him a laugh? No. <laughs> there you go. I'm really thankful to Julia for her part in the music. And on this song, Brighter Day, which is getting ready here, the horns, trumpet, I think, is in there, right? Uh, who's that? Yeah, Dan Brodigan, New York City. Yeah, Dan Brodigan, really wonderful. Uh, our percussion player, Sean Dixon, recommended him, and he was amazing. Like, he came into the studio. We had him playing the last two songs on the album, and he just pretty much just came in and played the stuff, and he was just wonderful. Just, it was a real pleasure to get to work with him. And with Julia on the keyboards and Ira and guitar, pretty typically, the piano gets bouncing here for Brighter Day. Thank you so much, Ira, for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much, Mark. It's just been nothing but a pleasure. Remember, folks, to go to their website, thelevinsmusic.com. Thank you to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Come on back. Brighter Day. It's a brighter day, brighter right away. It's a
shouted in a public place Singing a song we all knew As I looked around me from face to face A vision of the future grew brighter It's a The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.